The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's another AEW Dynamite review. It's Saturday. You know what that means because Dynamite was on Friday for some reason. Stupid basketball. So we're out here on a Saturday evening recording a podcast for you lovely people. Uh, Going to be a very, very low energy podcast today because it was a very low energy episode of Dynamite. Yeah, uh, our reaction to this is going to be how they portrayed the show this week. <laughs> it, had, it, had all the, um, it had all the energy of like a, a school play. <laughs> this is like the week after we've all just met up for the pay-per-view yeah. and now we're all back on just a Zoom call and it's just a bit meh. <laughs> we've had the big like the big night and then like next week it's just like ah oh, whatever we'll just throw it in it's fine. Uh, <laughs> what have we got? Borat match? Yeah go for it. Just whatever the fuck you want to do mate. just do it. Yeah, just, just fucking give it, take 15 minutes and do what you want. Well, well, we stick that in the main event. I fuck it. Why no? I mean, you say main event, but it was like it was nearly midnight, like US time, by the time the main event rolled around. So it was very much. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever played in a band, Darren? Like a like a, an amateur band? No. So when you play in a band, you, you play you play like your first few gigs, and you think you get the bill, and you're like, oh, we're on last, brilliant. We're like the headliners. Then you realise very quickly now we're not the headliners, but it's the band that plays when everyone else is fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're, you're the afterthought the late yeah. nighter aye uh, okay but the main event's like third band in after that everyone's, everyone's drunk and fucked up and bored so they just leave you're, <laughs> you're, the just, there, you're just there playing to your mum and like your girlfriend like, <laughs> that drunk guy passed out in the seat yeah so that was very much that this show had a very um had a very first hour energy I think for the first hour they loaded it with everything they had and then the second hour was just like whatever was left it was, it was, it was literally just probably Tony Khan running around backstage going who's, who's got 15 minutes for me <laughs> people were just like yeah we, we could probably do something I guess um, the thing uh, is it, it got to the end and I was like there was 15 minutes or 20 minutes left on the show I was like what have we actually got I can't think of the main event that popped up I was like really well, you, you had um, you had Dustin and Nick Arthur doing a, a five-minute match in seventeen minutes. <laughs> oh, it's a sore one. Well, well, we crack on with it. We'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll go blow by blow for, for the, <laughs> as, as best we can. So it actually started with with probably all like the, the the Red Bull was wearing off. You know, the hangover was kicking back in, but we had a little bit <laughs> the, the little final flourish of energy. We had the Young Bucks versus Pack and Penta El Cero Miedo. Um, so this wasn't a title match, I don't think, was it? No, it wasn't a title match. Um, Phoenix was attacked, but they're not giving the Bucks the time on TV to show it. Because they haven't done it yet. Because they haven't done it yet. <laughs> That'll be on BTE, maybe, if they get around to filming it. <laughs> yeah, there, there was also a fan sign that had zero miedo and a flapping... That, like, that... <laughs> that, that sign overshone this entire show. Yeah. <laughs> 
because they put in so much. That 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 sign deserved a better episode of Dynamite than this one. Oh, it's such a good sign. <laughs> I mean, Penta still had his Joker gear on as well, which was fire. That was I, I enjoyed that. That was that was really nice. Yeah, and then but also before the match stars are Kazarian, the elite killer or yep. predator or whatever you P- call him, punish Kazarian. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, at the start of the match, um, it's, it was actually quite funny. So Nick Jackson makes a big deal about taking his headband off, and he goes to, like the crowd to give it to someone. And he gives it to Nakazawa, and Nakazawa got, like acting like he's won a competition, and then all of a sudden, he just Kat, marks out. Kaz just comes out of nowhere and just murders him. Oh, there was one point where he, he sort of fell like over the guardrail, but his arm was like behind him and like under it, and it looked really painful. Was it Ken? What it feels like Kazarian is. Do you remember in New Japan when Billy Gunn and Yoshiashi were together? Yeah, and I can't. I can't remember what their name was, but they just <laughs> went attacking the Bullet Club constantly. <laughs> it's very uh, very Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? He's like, <laughs> Kaz just running like Raiden, just taking people out. I like it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so match was match was fine. I mean, it was it was all your pack stuff, all your Penta stuff, all your book stuff. Um, a couple of Canadian destroyers. Um, um, was nice... Ma- go, go on. Get, get yours in there. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Just when Matt Jackson's like on a high doing his Matt Jackson things, he does that as the run round the ring. He pretends to do the dive. Yeah, he runs round the ring. He does the wee jog. I thought uh, he, I thought he was going to make train noises, but I'm guessing that's too soon. <laughs> uh, Don Callis goes. Look at the athleticism. This is why Matt Jackson is, is one of the greatest in Impact. I mean, AEW. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't talk about Matt Jackson and Impact, mate. It's a it's a sore topic. Thinking minute though, I feel it was intentional just to <laughs> see Impact. Oh, I don't know. I um, I, that really upset me because I spent the rest of the match thinking about Generation Me, which kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> um, so so yeah, uh, there was a nice little spot towards the end where um. Nick did another, he ripped Penta's mask off like he did to Phoenix the other week, but Penta was obviously game plan for this, he had a second mask underneath. It was a lot tighter as well, it was like too yeah. small for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, props to Penta for wrestling a, a, a somewhat lengthy match in two masks, that was a... Uh... Yeah, it was yeah. scary. Um, there was also the hot tag by Penta just before that, the one below in the Sendong combo. Oh yeah, that was, was nice. That was that was very nice. Pen- like Penta's always good value for money, and you know you know you get another Penta. Now, Courtney, the missus was saying to me when we were watching it, is Penta being really slow? Like, why is he so slow? I was like, is it just because he's in the ring with the Bucks and? No, it's because they're, they're all on fucking downers. They've, or... all, they've all been like fucking huffing ether backstage. But... <laughs> like, she was right, though. To be honest, every time you watched him, he seemed to be like half the pace of everyone else and just doing everything in slow motion. It was weird. I mean, that, but, that, that basically describes the entire episode of Dynamite, to be fair. Yeah, but... it goes downhill from here. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Penta hits a package power driver, Pack hits a black arrow, uh, Matt jumps in at the last second, breaks the pin, and then Cutler... I can't remember how this match ended. I mean, Cutler got a distraction in, and then it, it was just a roll-up. Was it a super kick, or was it... Cutler... Was it a spray? I think it was a spray. Spray nice, or... Did, oh, it was so bait. It was so quick. I didn't rewind it. I couldn't be honest. No. <laughs> it's um, Cutler. Yeah, the, book, a... the books win via Brandon Cutler. Via Brandon Cutler in a roll-up. That's how they won. And then post-match, uh, the Bucks do a little beat down on Pack and Penta. Eddie Kingston comes out and makes the save. 
then Kingston music plays and he stands tall. Um, now, let's go on to like slowly, slowly growing, slowly growing to Eddie Kingston. You are. I, I was never. I yeah, I enjoyed him. It's because never... you, you spent a weekend around me, mate. It's uh, it's contagious. Sorry. <laughs> Is that what it is? Too much talk about Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. You sat next to me for, for double or nothing. I mean, just me, like, marking out for, like, two and a half hours. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it probably, probably just got in your brain that way. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was an all right match. Um, probably the worst, which is surprising. It's probably the worst Young Bucks match that they've had for, like, two months. Yeah, the worst Young Bucks match. The worst pack match. The worst Pentagon match. Yeah. But... Somehow, still the best match in the card. <laughs> uh, so, next up, we have probably the main talking point of the night, really. Um, so, Tony's out to interview Mark Henry because if you're an ex WWE guy, Tony's got to interview in the middle of the ring. That's the rules. Um, uh, talks about Rampage starting 13th of August. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that, to be fair. Uh, quite, quite, uh, quite excited for that. It depends how highly they treat it. Because the other two aren't treated that highly. No, but this is on like actual TV, though, isn't it? Except for like, except well, for, like, yeah, just like on yeah. the internet. I mean, who'd listen to anything on the internet, mate? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we, we have a little promo. Mark Henry says that you know he has no plans to wrestle. He didn't come here to be a wrestler, but he's got plenty left in the tank. So you he's, know he. He's also wearing a salmon pink t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice little. Uh, so then we get um, without any music, Vicky Guerrero screeches out from backstage. Oh, I think my, I think Zoom like preemptively muted you, like dialed you down there because they knew they knew it was about to happen. I'm really glad. Gr when she comes out, my glasses just broke. I can't drive home. <laughs> and Mate. then you see him later. He's not wearing glasses. <laughs> no, okay, I can't drive home because he was fucking off his cake. This episode. Um, I wouldn't let him drive him anyway. Um, so yeah, so she then introduces um, a man who has been a champion around the world. Introduce, introduces Andrade El Idolo. Or as JR would like to call him, Andrade El Idolo. Idol, Idol, Idol. or, um, or, or Andre, as he referred to him as well. Andre. Making that common mistake of mixing him up with a giant dead Swiss man. French? Swiss? Swiss French, French. 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 <laughs> um, obviously, the, the, the you know the easiest mistake to make. Um, so anyway, Andrade comes out. Excalibur runs down all of the titles he won that weren't in WWE. His CMLL. Oh, I, I didn't even. Pay they, 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 so they, they mentioned his like CMLL yeah. titles and stuff like that. Um, didn't mention any of his time in the other company. Um, it also didn't mention that he challenged Kenny for the AAA belt, which I thought was a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I feel like they've got to at some point. If both of them are now officially, I mean, they're both they both they're both talking about it on their social media, which is you know sort of significant. But yeah, they, yeah. I, I feel like it was a bit of a, a missed opportunity to mention that he was. He'd, I mean, I suppose they won his first his first AEW feuds to be an AEW feud, I guess. Um, anyway, so he, he comes in and he, he actually he's a bit busy just now. Yeah, he actually he actually speaks, which is something he's he's not done in. Any, any US promotion yeah. before because he wasn't allowed to in, in WX he, he spoke all funny like a foreign person Zelina Vega done it all for him yeah but he's actually pretty decent to be fair yeah his English is pretty he's, good he's pretty he's pretty uh, he's, he can he understand him you know he, he, he's nice and clean he said that he, care, right? given his due in AST he was a bit rough around the edges to understand 
But considering he had moved from Mexico. Yeah, my only concern though now is that he's probably learning English from Ric Flair. (laughs) 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 Which is is not the way you want to do it, I don't think. (laughs) Wow. Or or what (laughs) they (laughs) did. Well, he's probably suplexed him with the swimming pools and having the odd English lesson. Oh, well, Ric Flair can barely get himself over. Just imagine Ric Flair explaining the intricacies of the English grammar system to him in between, like, cocktails and pool suplexes. I'd, I'd watch that, put that on YouTube. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he comes in, he thanks Vicky, he says he's the face of all Latinos and he will be the face of all elite wrestling. And I'm, oof, I'm, I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for Andrade to rip it up. Like, I really am. Uh, I'm excited because it's Andrade. He's very, very good. He's still in his prime as well. He can't be that old. No, he's thirties, late early thirties, probably you'd imagine, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, something like that, like ridiculous. So can't wait. It's not like they're bringing in a Sting or a Christian or that. He is thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. Fuck off. Oh, we're getting pure prime and ready, tasty. Yep. I mean, you <laughs> saw you saw how he looked in that suit. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. Kenny and Andrade and Andrade versus Jungle Boy. Everybody. Andrade, just everybody, yeah. Andrade I'm versus Penta, Andrade names. versus Phoenix, Andrade versus Pac. Give, give me it all. Um, <laughs> give me it all. <laughs> right now. Oh, interesting. I wonder who his first feuds. I mean, it'll be, we're lying. It'll be Cody, won't it? Oh, I don't. No, 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 no. Cody's going to Me- get the shovel. <laughs> Me- Mexico versus America. Let's go. <laughs> the, the true, the, the true forever face of AEW, Cody Rhodes. He's gonna uh, gonna take him down a notch. Uh, speaking of Cody Rhodes and taking down the notch, Ugh. remember remember that really cool match from the weekend. Do you want do you want it again with like with like what? Big Shotty in it and QT Marshall? Kills a strong word, Tasty. Come on. <laughs> it was cooler than it was the least hot match of the card on the card. Yeah. Hey. Oh, there's just. I don't have much for this match at all. I mean, was... Lee Johnson looked all right. He's he's talent. He did a nice little um. He did a nice little skin the cat where he got back up and like Hurricane Ron QT out the ring and then skin the cat again, which was quite actually cool. skin the cat. Yeah. Um. But the only thing Lee Johnson didn't do right, however, was break up that pin yeah, off oh, the yeah, diamond yes. cut. <laughs> when Cody had the kick out, and then like a second later, he ju- he jumped in. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> not the best timing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you were here to see Cody get his bell rung by a go-go, that's exactly what you got. Right. Why? This is, Phil Lindsay said this on Twitter, and I agree, right? Uh, why did uh, a go-go's punch knock out Cody today, but not at double or nothing? Because he'd already taken a devastating diamond cutter from QT Marshall. <laughs> is that the difference maker? Is it a diamond cut? <laughs> you, can only, you can only assume so. Uh, so it's interesting to note this was a right-handed. <laughs> this was a right-handed punch to the jaw, wasn't it? That knocked him out this time. Yeah. Yeah. And what he'd been previously sort of selling was the the left-handed punch to the stomach. The gullet eye. So are they trying to? Is, I mean, I that, mean, to, to be to, to be fair, a go-go and Johnson both did all right out of this match. I think. I, I I enjoyed the match as much as I could. It wasn't all about Cody, that's for sure. You got to see Lee Johnson, you got to see QT, not that you really wanted to. 
No, I mean, out of all of the goobers, Cody's going to pull out of his ass to go against the night at the factory. Like, Lee Johnson's the one I actually want to see wrestle, so. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was fine. A go go hit another nice frog splash, which looked decent um, for, to break up a pit, to break up a figure four. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. Like, yeah. um, QT got the pin, which again was a bit. Yeah, the 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 knockout punch from a go go and QT just went and pinned them. Sure, yeah. I mean you've got to think this is eventually going to build to um, a go go turning on QT because he's doing all his dirty work for him and QT is kind of useless. Uh, the thing is, not that a go go needs someone, but he is still a bit of a trainee sort of. He's not been in the game long. No. So he's, I think he still needs someone to just... But then, do you really need that for storyline? Could you not just have someone with you backstage, like, to keep an eye on you? Yeah, you can just... You can have yeah, like... you don't have to have... Yeah. No, because if, if, if he's wrestling Cody, he's got on Anderson there who can, like, keep an eye on things on the side of the rink, can't he? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, match was what it was. Um, like I said, Big Shotty and a go go, a go go, a go go, go provided he comes out of this with some semblance of like mystique and, and aura. As long as, hard as, long as they don't bury him totally in this feud, I think he's got a future. You know, he's, um, he's, he's got all the basics down and he, he carries himself like an absolute star. Uh, the, the ending was for literally a, ga- a gaggle. Well, go go to look strong and Marshall to just go in the mic and go, I tell you, I could beat Cody. Yeah. Uh, that was basically it. But it worked. Done the job. Yep. Yeah. Then we got a nice um, nice little inner circle promo. Jericho did his best little Oprah impression. They all had inner circle t shirts under the seats. A nice little reference to, to last year when they had the, t- the shirts already made and they had to get rid of them because they lost. What? At Stadium Stampede, the inner circle had like the truck. Remember, Ortiz had the truck full of shirts. Oh, he did. Uh, okay. So, a nice little throwback to that. And this time, yeah. they actually got to give them away, which was quite nice. Um, fun fact those shirts they actually sold on shopaw.com for a heavy discount because they were surplus to requirements in store. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Jericho gives out the everyone in the audience got a free T-shirt. Didn't ask them the size; they just they're probably just all extra large. So yeah, I, I said that. I was yeah. like, half of them probably don't. Fit if you, if, you, if, if you're real chunky or real skinny, get fucked. Um, <laughs> if you're real skinny, that could be like your pajama top. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Sammy does a little story saying about how like the six thirty he will match the match where he used to practice that off like his mum's roof, um, and now it was cool that you got it was a nice little promo. I don't think Sammy's very good at promos. No, um, I think he was expecting a cheer when he said it, and it was just dead silent. So he, it caught him off guard a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he paused, looking for a cheer. There was, there was, a, there was an expectant pause that delivered yeah. nothing, um, which is quite <laughs> awkward. Uh, I just don't think Sammy's a natural at promo. He's very, he's very good at, at the wrestling, but I don't think he's a natural promo. Uh, I, I think that's why Jericho's with him. Yeah, because he also states later on, like, I'm sure Sammy's the same, but. I've also got other reasons. I mean, like, dude's, why I want... dude's, dude's 27. He's got, like, eight years in the biz, you know. But to be fair, Indies, how much time do you get on the mic? True, yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe yeah. it's Jericho can bring out of him. You know, you, know, you never know. It, just, it, was, it was just a bit awkward. Going from Jericho to Sammy and then back to Santana, it really exposed how awkward yeah. that is on the mic. <laughs> and then we got Hager after that. And then Hager comes on, yeah, and uh, he basically sounds like he's surprised by every word that comes out of his own mouth. <laughs> um, which is 
quite quite an achievement. Um, he basically <laughs> says that he wants uh, Wardlow in an MMA fight, which I can't wait to. Gl- to and, I can't wait to gloss over that whilst eating something and not paying attention in, to it. In two weeks, as well. In two weeks. Oh, um, I, I I think I'm hoping if it's going to be somewhat good, it's got to be like a Lions Den match. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Wardlow's decent, and he, you know, he, he can, he can, he can make it work. Hager's good, just not great. He needs someone else to work off of. Yeah, he's he's not a he's not he's not the secret ingredient, is he? He's like he's at the bun. No. You, you, you need all the other bits to go in it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, right. So then, yeah, MGF Jer- Jericho calls MGF. Some shit they're saying obviously the same stuff, the same shit they said like three weeks ago that this isn't the end of the feud, they're not gonna go away, blah 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 blah. Jericho said he's gonna beat him. Does anyone give a fuck anymore, really? Like <laughs> No, like it it's all it's overdone now. Like we've had the stadium stampede, we've had not war games, blood and guts. Blood and guts. Um like how much more can you do with this? Like I mean, just do what, like, just let them go their own ways, have their own feuds, and just naturally bring them back into conflict with each other. Yeah. Like, like that's the best way to do it. Because like, it happened on Gannick, you know, just like stop trying to. Because while this is all happening, like the Pinnacle aren't challenging for any titles, which is what they were supposed to be set up to do. And they've wasted all their time fannying around with the inner circle. The Pinnacle weren't even on the show. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they did take the loss, didn't they? So you know, you're probably selling the loss. Of, but then what are they doing? <laughs> I want next week. I want to see a VT of Sean Spears flipping out and beating the piss out of like all the ticket collectors in Daly's place because he hate because he because he lost or something or or just beating the shit out of Urban Meyer or Jack Jaguar Deville or whatever the fuck. Just someone. I just wanted to chair someone because he's a psychopath. He's the real chairman now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that that's all. That's all that. We probably spent too much time on that. Really considering how much uh, how important it was. Spent more time on it than they did. <laughs> So then there was a nice little, um, a nice little Kenny and Don video package. They're in the, they're in like the TV video editing room. I was best friends before that. Oh yes, it was. Sorry. Yes, yeah, so this led in. Yeah, so you had, um, you had, and again, I, I like this. Um, I like the way they, they present Orange Cassidy when they always have like one of the other guys doing his talking for him because obviously he ain't gonna cut a promo. He ain't got time He's for that. Too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ch- they, they had Chucky T cutting it this time, and Chucky T is Chucky T's a good promo. He, 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 he you know he. He's got on the mic. Um, yeah, you're saying obviously how, and again he called out that they showed on the v- they showed a little clip that um, Cassidy had Kenny beat twice. Actually, it was I counted three times on the, during the actual match, but yeah. one was one was when um, Don Callis actually pulled the ref. He pulled Bryce out of the ring, didn't he? So that was a yeah, the half better that, that a bit. At least, at least trying on to say, Don, why are you here? You're a useless con man. Well, yeah. obviously not if he pulled the ref out and then cost you another way. I can't remember how, though. But... He, he threw the belts in for um, Kenny as well, didn't he? To hit back. Yeah, so then that, that's... I think Orange cuts a little promo saying, you know, he thought if Kenny thinks it's over, it's not. He's still, you know, he's still in the hunt. Cool. Um, so then we go over to Kenny and Don. And I'm really looking forward to this. So they say that next week they're going to they're gonna show the footage that's going to show the world that this wasn't a conspiracy and this was a fair fight and that nothing was untoward. Yeah. And they're going to show everyone the truth, which is quite cool. I like, um, I like crazy conspiracy, you know, alternative reality, Kenny. It's like little branches, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Just the little niche things. Then you had Nakazawa just minding his business, sat up to the side, looking happy with himself. (laughs) 
Uh, and then, oh, and then they had my favorite bit actually at the end when Alex Manvez was like, Well, but in t- on the 26th, you're fighting Jungle Boy. And then Kenny starts singing Jungle Boy's entrance music. Great, great segue. Oh, well, he's he's coming in now. I really like him. I really like his entrance music, which he's going to play now. Let's go. Oh. And then they caught two Jungle Boy's entrance music as he makes his way in for his match, which was, yeah. That was um, that was very cool. Again, Kenny, man, he's, you know you can give him anything and he'll make it work. I mean, he can give himself anything. He's EVP, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we had Jungle Boy and Christian Cage versus Private Party. Um, probably my favourite match of the night, actually. No, oh, I, I, I've got issues because it's Christian. I, I said at the start of this. I bet you Christian's going to get beaten up for about 10 minutes and then Jungle Boy's going to get the hot tag. Yeah, well, Funnily just, enough, Jungle, that's what happened. Well, Jungle Boy's the guy they're trying to build up because he's taking on Kenny in three weeks. It happens every week, Tasty. We watch <laughs> Christian in a match, gets beaten up the whole match until the very end. And it's not like they're short matches either. No, I mean, this was only 12 minutes. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, it didn't go on forever. <sighs> I, I'm sick of it. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things that I really liked of this match. I really liked Private Party's outrageously terrible attire. Yeah, they were very suited and booted. This is probably parties... the, this is probably the th- three of three of the best AEW entrance themes all in one place. Yeah, no. To be like, fair, we've not heard Private Parties on Dynamite for a long time because they usually just come out with Matt Hardy. Yeah. So the fact that we actually heard it, oh my god, their private party is like just great to hear again. Yeah, Jungle Boy again. Jungle Boy looked really good in this match. Got a really nice brain buster in towards the end. Um, a little DDT action, uh, and then again they, they they keep building up like the snare trap as this like really feared submission move. Like it's always like they don't let him lock it in because they know that if he locks it in, it's probably over. Um, or they break it up really quick. They don't let anyone sort of sit in it for too long, which I think is really good. It protects it really well. Um, and then, yeah, so, and, uh, and Jungle Boy actually gets the win with the snare trap. He gets Mark Quinn to tap. After yeah. another oh, oh. They, sort of, they sort of overcome. The, no, interesting to note as well that there's no Luchasaurus on Marco out um, for this match either. It's just no, I, I, I think because he was with Christian, he seemed like, I'm in a tag match. Don't need you. Yeah. Be all right. I'm with one of the greatest tag team specialists in the world. And then uh, after the match, after the match, um, Matt Hardy hits a twist of fate on Christian. He sort of stands over him and gives him a bit of a, you know, bit of a bit of sass. And then Jungle Boy runs off to the bathroom and Matt Hardy runs away. So yeah. Yeah, you get. Yeah, it's just. Are we get? Are we really getting Matt Hardy versus Christian? Is that what we need? In our I life? think. I think that's. I think it's happening. Yeah. I think. I think it's going there. <sighs> yeah. Yep, then we had a. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Like I said, in, in terms of like in ring action, it was probably my favourite match of the night. Um, next up, we had Team Taz. A little quick video um, talking about the loss of Double or Nothing, and uh, Taz challenged Hangman and any member of Dark Order to a match against uh, Cage and Hobbs next week. So that's going to be interesting. Um, as soon as they say that, uh, Brian Cage smirks when his name's said. Starks smirks and walks away. And then as soon as Starks walks away, 
Hook and Brian Cage are just staring at each other the rest of the promo. Like, legit, not looking anywhere else. Just Yeah. It's is, is great. Just something so quick, so great. Uh, who do you think is going to be Hangman's partner? It was already announced. Oh, is it? Who is it going to be? It was, it was uh, not 10. I'm sure it was 10. Oh, is it 10? I don't know. I didn't know. I, I, I'm sure it was 10. It was announced later on in the show. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. He needs a bit of hoss to go with a uh, tail belt. <laughs> It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of meat flying around the ring in that match. I can't wait. Uh, so then we have our, our weekly scheduled Tony interview, Sting. Sting! I mean, you're talking about shit I'm fed up with. Uh, like, oh, it, it's, it's Christian again, minus the getting beaten up. It's just, he's older. He doesn't get to do as yeah, much stuff they, as the rest. They don't have to have him come out to the ring every week to get interviewed by Tony. I'm not. I'm not fed up with Sting. I think Sting is great. I love Sting, and his match at the weekend was really, really good. I am fed up with the, the same format of bringing Sting to the ring every week. There's there's other ways to put Sting on television that are not have him come out to the ring and be interviewed by Tony. Do Darby stick and go up the rafters? Just do like me. have Sting. I want to see Sting like doing some of Darby's like mad like stunt shit to try and like prove his love for his son. Like have, right, have right. Sting jump off a fucking bridge or something. <laughs> not even just mad shit. Just be in the promos with Darby. Let Darby do shtick, but just have Sting there in black and white. Yeah. Say a word. It'd be great. Um, so we need. So you get they get interrupted via video by guess who? Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, they basically say they basically bury Darby by praising Sting. So they say that Sting was so good that he carried Darby, and they challenged Darby to pick anyone but Sting to team with to take them both on. And then no. Darby goes on, and then it just goes to break, and you don't get to hear what he has to say. Yeah, he's about to say something and it just cuts. So. Do you know why? It's because Scorpius Guy is the voice of the, the face of the revolution and he just made it go away. <laughs> Darby's not the face of the network right. anymore, so he hasn't got any power. Who, who do you think is going to assist Darby Allen? Oh, it could be fucking anyone, couldn't it? Um, who, has anyone helped them in time? Cody. Cody's going to come back out and fucking... Kaz? What if it's Kaz? Someone from, someone from Scorpio has passed. I don't know. I don't fucking, it could be anyone. It really Daniels. Yeah, Daniel, it could be Daniels. He, he didn't say he retired. It could be Daniel. The fallen yeah. angel. He just says them two have split up. That was you can have like Darby's two dads in, can't you? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Right, so next up, we get the... Oh, yeah. Make sure you're not miss something. Yeah, Britt Baker. Yeah. We get the Britt Baker celebration, which was, again, sort of fun enough in a sort of... We set this up in 15 minutes just by grabbing whatever we had lying around and like sending one of the interns yeah. to McDonald's for like 20 Big Macs. I, I, I said this at the start. <laughs> I said this. Why is Nyla Rose there? Is she really stooped this low to just be in the jobbers in the background? I mean, it was. It was, <laughs> it was very notably all of the jobber heels and the Nyla Rose. And Nyla Rose. I was like, is that what they think of her now? <laughs> Former women's champion. But it's all right. There was a reason for that. So yeah. So, so yeah. So Brick comes to the ring. You've got Vicky's in the ring. There's a table with some Big Macs. Oh, some double cheeseburgers. Sorry, that aren't Big Macs. You can't legally say Big Macs. Um, you've got like the wingmen. You've got Serpentico and Luther. You've got well, the people I'm probably forgetting because they literally don't. To oh, TH2, yeah. Diamante. Yeah, Diamante. I didn't even know she was a proper heel. I didn't even know what her what her like alignment was. Um, she was with Ivelisse until she got thrown it. Yeah, but like Ivelisse made her look like a face because she was not Ivelisse. So, 
Yeah, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um, Brick goes on about like how you know she's she, it's, it's like a sort of overly sincere like fake sincerity heel program, isn't it? So she's like, oh, I'm really glad you all came out to celebrate a title win, blah blah blah. Look under she, your chairs for these. Yeah, look under your chairs. You got a coupon. Yeah. And you know, she was she was legitimately given fifteen hundred uh, Big Mac coupons from McDonald's. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. so, so she says, I look under, your, look under your chairs, you're all getting a free coupon for a burger, and people start looking under the chairs, and then she's like, ah, psych. Psych, they're right here. They're here, and I'm having them, and you know, yeah. So oh. then she calls Tony into the ring, and she's like, the only people who deserve a burger are like the people who've like been with me all the way, who you like, knock us jumped on the bandwagon, they've been here from day one. So you get Tony and Rebel to have to grab a burger, and they, they cheers Big Max, and they're about to eat them, and then Nyla goes, Palms them out of the hand and like flips them up in the air, like they look distraught. Um, Starts throwing the rest in the crowd. I mean, to be fair, if someone gave me a big Mac and then knocked it out of my hand, I'd be apoplectic with rage. So I can, <laughs> I can see where they're coming from. Um, and then yeah, she, she skies the big Mac into the crowd, um, and just walks, pops all the balloons, and just walks off. Presumably, presumably, they're setting Nyla up then as um, first her challenge, challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, down, I'm down with that. As I said, it was a bit weird seeing Nyla in the background there. Well, yeah, obviously that's, that's why they had her in the in the yeah. ring so that she could uh, she could do that. So I'm glad. <laughs> and then everyone else just sort of stands around looking a bit confused, which is again <laughs> again sort of sums up this episode of Dynamite very very well. <laughs> everyone just doesn't really know what to do. I think it's like, oh, I guess we just stand here until the camera goes off us. So sorry. Sir Pentacle was eager to just go DMD constantly <laughs> in the background. <laughs> he is he is con- consistently one of the most entertaining things on um on like the background of Dynamite to Pentacle. Yeah, I, I I enjoy Sir Pentacle. The very little that we see him every time he just does he's like, something. He's like, he's like the best like backstage character in a Street Fighter game. Just like sort of doing some mad shit in the background while he's fighting. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Uh, right next up, we've got Eddie Kingston backstage about to get interviewed. Uh, Pack and Penta burst in and said they don't need or want his help. Uh, Kingston says the enemy of his enemy is his friend, and then walked off. So uh, that's nice that they're addressing this. Obviously, there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of convoluted history and a lot of emotions and sort of you know stuff going on between these three guys. All right, my former best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Pack coming back was the catalyst that sort of tore the Lucha Brothers away from Eddie Kingston. Um, and I'm, I'm guess, and I'm, I like that they're going to address this now, especially after Kingston's face turn. And you know, the, the Lucha Brothers and the Death Triangle have always kind of been a bit tweenery, haven't they? They've always kind of walked yeah. the line. Like it's basically whatever they need to be. Especially Penta, he sort of flip flops, you know, accordingly based on who he's shades of grey and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm quite glad that they um, that they're addressing the, the sort of the Eddie Kingston situation because he did seem to just all of a sudden he just was here with the butcher and the blade and then all of a sudden he was just phase again so it's nice that they're going to sort of go back and, and sort of cover the background yeah uh, next up okay. we've, got some, we've got some women's action um, I mean action's a strong word it was... It was, I think it was fine <laughs> they had the bunny versus red velvet they showed a, a clip from dark of um, the bunny using brass knuckles on Big Swole uh, and getting the pin in a tag match, helping Nyla get the pin in a tag match. Um, wow, I mean, you say about Nyla, she needed a brass knuckle shot to be big as well. Uh, I know. It's... <laughs> no, no disrespect <laughs> to Big Swole, she's a fine competitor, but you know. All the disrespect to Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> 
But enough about Big Swole. Big Swole's not here for some reason. It's Red she Velvet. Is. Well, she is, but she's not in the match. Yeah, she's not in the match. Even though she's the one who got clocked, it's like Red, Red Velvet stepping in. Um, Even though on All Elite GM, Big Swole's the third most expensive to get, <laughs> women-wise. How's that work? <laughs> but Red Velvet's the one they're pushing, goddammit, so she's getting the Dynamite match. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> um... I mean, she gets pushed up, but then she goes diving down into the flare. Yeah, so towards the end of the match, uh, Bunny goes for the knuckles again, the brass knucks, and Killian King and Big Swole sort of, not interfere, but they sort of like try and point out to the ref that she's got the brass knuckles. The ref just got, like, goes, what? No, brass, what, are, what are brass knuckles? I don't know what brass knuckles are. Um, <laughs> turns around. Um, Bunny misses with the brass knuckles. Uh, Red Velvet hits the just desserts and gets the pin. Yeah, uh, standard match. I thought, I thought, um, character-wise, I thought it, it was really good work by by Ali by the Bunny. I thought she really helped got her character over. She's been needing it for a, probably the two years she's been there because when she became the Bunny, all she's done is just scream. Yeah, but now she screams outside. and uses weapons, so you know it's development. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I, I thought I thought like I got a much better idea of like what her character was by watching this match. I'm not saying it was yes. a classic uh, five star match or anything. And Red Velvet's depend. She's she's very quickly become a very dependable, um, very solid pair of hands in the women's division, which is quite nice to see. Especially, especially, especially for her face as well. Like, yeah, she's definitely yeah. She's gonna be eating a lot of pins off Jade in the next six months. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was it was cool to see Velvet look comfortable on that Dynamo match. It was cool to see Ali get a bit of um a bit of character work over. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't offensive. Um next up we had um John Silver's birthday party on his legitimate birthday. His, he was thirty years old, so happy birthday, John. Um, we all love you. Please don't get any older, stay wrestling forever. Um and John Silver said that because it was his birthday, uh, Tony Khan had given him a TNT title shot, but he's still not clear to wrestle and so he's giving it gifting it to Eva Luna, which is that is that really a gift that you want? You fake Vero. Hope we kept the receipt. Um, I'll be taking that, that one off the shop. Can, can we get tag title shots instead? <laughs> <laughs> so then, conveniently, we then a, a very quick promo by Miro, <laughs> which I love the intro to this. He thanked God for his power and his wife for being hot. I, I'm pretty sure he said that before, like a long time ago in WWE, like yeah. a couple of years back. And ugh, this was fair um, play, he used it again. This, this was off the back of Lana on Twitter this week. Um, so, totally randomly, in her words, just after her release, congratulating Miro for being the TNT champion. And then Miro's reply saying, "Oh, did you not? Did you not realize I was champion? I wear the title to bed. Do you not see it?" <laughs> I didn't even know that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So Miro Miro stays winning, <laughs> top lad. Um, and then basically Miro just says what we just said. He said he doesn't understand why Evil Luna wants to fight him. Uh, he's going to hurt him. He said you should only fight him if you know you can survive. Not even win if you can just survive. <laughs> yeah, I mean I love Evil Luna, but Miro's going to fucking kill him, isn't he? Is Evil Uno actually going to get offense in this match? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got the whole like bumbling. Like persona that hasn't he? You know, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a like a not com- he's, he's a comedy character obviously, but his, his, his comedy is very like sort of bumbling and sort of like incompetent almost. 
you know, stretch on BTA. Yeah. And so you just imagine how he's going to be booked in this match against Miro when Miro is, but as you say, he, going to absolutely destroy him. But we are going to get an evil Uno pop as well. Oh, yeah. That's well, we, all we, we need. We, we got a big one at the weekend, and that was, that was fine. Um, oh. Right, let's bring it home, main event time. Ugh. We'll, we'll try and... <laughs> I mean, this was only a 10-minute match, but if it felt... It was only a 10-minute match? Yep. Fuck me. So this is Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Comoroto in a ball with match, ball rope match. Not a Texas ball rope match, apparently, because that means you have to touch all four corners. This is pinfall or submission. Uh, apparently, apparently, JR asked Alex Marvez what the difference was, and that is apparently the difference. Ah, okay. Right, uh, okay. right so one thing first before we get into the match. I'm sure they were, throughout the show, I'm sure they were making a big thing out of this about how Dustin Rhodes was undefeated in bull rope matches. Yes, he's undefeated. But then they showed his bull rope record at 13 and 1. Oh, so how's the end of right? <laughs> oh, okay. First right. of all, who combed through the fucking data of his like fucking thirty-year career and counted up all his bull rope matches? Oh, I I really don't want to start typing this, but we're gonna have to find out, aren't we? Um, <laughs> also, while, while while I'm talking about things that disgusted me before this this match started, um, they they actually brought up Justin Roberts's like name placard, and it actually said at the very top. Young Dapper Yapper or Dapper Yapper, which is literally my least favorite phrase in the entire year. So, yeah, thanks thanks for that. Um, AW made me real sad. Um, yeah, so, so anyway, so uh, Nick Comoroto and Dustin Rhodes have a little fight on the outside. They come in, they put the, they put the rope on him. Um, I mean, literally, the only thing that happens of note in this is Aaron Solo is around interfering. He sets up a table, like, lethargically. Um, Whoa. Fuego del Sol gets absolutely murdered as yes. well. And uh, Tony Schiavone calls Fuego del Longdart. Which is why he's not changed his Twitter name to. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Fuego, Fuego, Fuego del Sol offers up his body for our entertainment to, to try and save this match. Um, it's not enough. Um, Comoroto starts bleeding after Dustin hits with the bell. He puts Dustin through a really, a really shittily settled table by Aaron Solo. Uh, Aaron Solo, whose claim to fame in my mind is still being the guy who got Cody a PS5. Oh, he's Bailey's ex is my... Yeah, I don't need to dwell on that. I, 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 I like to focus on the positive. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, so Dustin gets powerbombed through a table and that's not the finish because Dustin ain't going down like that. To be fair, to be fair, now this match was a bit of a car crash. But Komaruto takes a final reckoning and kicks out at one. Yeah. And then it takes a hit to the cow a hit to the face with a cowbell, a yeah. top rope bulldog, and then a fight and then another a top rope bulldog and then another move onto the cowbell on the floor and then being tied up to pin him. I mean, he's made to look strong and won't defeat, definitely. Yeah. I'm I mean, as that. strong as you can look losing to Dustin Rhodes in twenty twenty one. Should he be losing to Dustin Rhodes? No, absolutely. He's, he's not. literally he's literally in this match to give Dustin another win in a Bill Rope match. This this whole factory nightmare family feud is just like gravitating towards fifty fifty booking hell, which means it's going to go on for fucking ever, and I'm terrified uh, of it. But it's not fifty fifty booking. Well, on this on the show, <laughs> they, they literally won one match each. They had to split it, didn't they? They couldn't have the factory sweep it, you know. As someone, as someone, someone pointed out on on the internet before, Cody has now lost. He's beaten every member of the factory except for Komaroto, who just lost to his brother. 
It's rough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a shame. My only, my only sort of saving grace of this is eventually the crowd are going to shit on it, and it'll be a real crowd, so they're going to have to fucking off the dark or something, or like. It's I. Ogogo is okay. Like he's being made out to be a big, the big push in this group. Yeah. Cutie's a leader. Get that. Cutie looks like a car salesman. He can fuck off. Uh, yeah, Komaroto, he, I think Comoroto's salvageable. He's he's got a decent enough look. He's being made to look like the powerhouse in the group. Yeah, I don't know what Aaron Solo is. <laughs> he, he is a Mark Jindrak. <laughs> He is just—he is, is just a warm body at this point. <laughs> he should have been punted it for the beginning. Oh, I know. Sorry, I have to say as well. Um, at one point, Colton Gunn interferes, Riveting. prompting <laughs> Tony Schiavone to ask, "Who's that?" <laughs> oh, it's a shame, isn't it? Oh, poor Colton. Oh. It- it's just a factor, isn't it? Like, I might borrow Gogo and Camera, or they're just a bit meh. I mean, if, if if the only person who emerges from this wreckage with any credibility is a Gogo, then I suppose that's a fair trade off. I mean, I, I think yeah. there's a I think there's a fifty fifty chance Camarotto's coming out of this all right as well, just because of his size. Provided they don't they don't job him out too much, he'll be all right. So Solo is the guy there to take the pins. Oh yeah, Solo will be matches. Solo will be doing the fucking James Elworth shit on the Indies in like two years time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but but bar the talking to yeah, minor. Bar bar for hopefully, <laughs> hopefully bar the sex crimes. Yeah. Um, bar the sex crimes. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's dynamite. It literally dribbles away like the last droplets of piss. Yeah. Like, like, what a what a and like even the ending like it just ha- it ended and I, I looked on like the looked on the fight thing. Oh, because this is the first match I've ever watched where I've skipped over the picture in picture. Oh, did you? Okay, I couldn't bear it. I was, I was. To I, be I, fair, I, was... I knew we were on a bit of a time crunch, you know, to get this recorded, and uh, I just didn't want to watch any more of it than I had to. Um, if I'm uh, to be fair, you, you generally didn't miss much. I'm pretty sure they were in the ring the whole time, just fine. And, yeah, this, and this match ended, and then there was like two and a half minutes left. Of like that, of like the file, and I was like, "Oh shit!" What well, someone might run in? I've probably still got to watch it. I know it was just Dustin standing in the ring, looking around for a bit. No, standing in the ring, then he goes to the crowd and goes, "Way, that's a bit." Yeah. And he goes to the bit in the crowd where the hard cam is. So half it, there's no one there. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> everyone's gone to beat the traffic at this point. <laughs> We've gone to change their um, inner circle t-shirts for one of a correct size. <laughs> I get this in triple XL, please. Cash, cash in that, um, cash in that Big Mac voucher. On the way <laughs> At least they got free burgers out of it. I did get a free, I did get a free burger for watching this shit. <laughs> so yeah, let's um, surprisingly, let's, let's 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 talk about what our low might be of the week. I think it has to be ending the whole show and that main event. First of all, right, I'm gonna I've slammed this match and I'm gonna slam it again right now. But I want to say first. This divorce from the state the match was in. Props to Nick Comoroto for main eventing of Dynamite. He's yeah, gone he, from an, he's gone from an NXT release this time last year to main eventing. I mean that that's that's cool. However you yeah. look at it, whatever whatever shit sandwich they served up, you know, at least it was. At a least he can go. Oh, I've main evented a Dynamite. The worst Dynamite main event is still a Dynamite main event. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's categorically the worst one I've ever seen because I can't remember all of them, but it's certainly the worst one I've seen in the year of our Lord 2021. Yeah. It, is that your law as well? I'm assuming then. <sighs> it was just it was the worst. <laughs> it was it was the worst of like indulgent WWE like 50-50 nothing matches. Yeah. Uh, my high. Uh, we'll go for. I think it has to be the opening match, even though it was a bit. As we've said, it was the worst match three of them have been in. Yeah, but it was still like. Sorry, all four of them. All it was still it was still comfortably the most energetic match on this card. Yeah, like I mean, it was, it, it was it was like a, a seven out of ten when everything else was fives. Yeah, so the opening match was. It dragged on a bit, but it was still by far the best thing on the card. So uh, I'm going to go slightly different, and I'm going to go for the match that I, despite it wasn't as high energy as the opening match, I really enjoyed the, the sort of interplay in the in the Jungle Boy Christian private party match, uh, and they, they very much did. They played it very cleverly off that like Christian and Jungle Boy were, are probably better wrestlers than private party, but private party were like a bona fide tag team, so they sort of meshed very well in, into sort of how they how they both each other attacked the match, which was. Which is quite cool, um, and Jungle Boy is, you know, he's he's good, isn't he? You know, he's good at the wrestling. So he's good at the old wrestling, hey? <laughs> yeah, anything that anything that pushes Jungle Boy close to the main event scene is 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 a bonus in my book. So yeah, we'll have a bit of that. Uh, again, as much as I'm not really a Christian fan in AEW, it was this to me the second best thing on the show. Yeah. So. There we go. Um, it's weird having a bit of a. It was. I wouldn't even say. I'm. I'm not going to say this is a bad episode. It was just. It had. A, it just had a weird energy. Yeah, I. I think this is the like slowest like paced dynamite we've ever had. Like I said, it very much I feels think that's like that's a way to put it. It feels like they just sort of sent this one not to die because then you're like, oh, you know, I would watch it because it was on like a Friday night and like they're off their normal time slot for the next few weeks, so it's it's all gone to fuck and yeah, they yeah. don't really know they don't really know what's what. In two weeks' time, it's on a Saturday night. Yeah. How are we doing that? <laughs> yes, and we'll record it on like on a Sunday, Monday morning while we're all on the way to work or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll make oh. it work. We'll make it work somehow. Um, Fuck me. Maybe we could do a live watch along on a Sunday morning. We'll have it. We oh. can have like we can have like a um, we can have like a synchronized breakfast. We'll all do like poached eggs or something, and like have a nice little eggs Benny, and we'll um. We'll all sit down with a cup of tea and we'll all watch it. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. <laughs> we can have uh, we can have tea cakes while we watch um Kenny Omega vs. Jungle Boy. It'd be great. T- tonics tea cakes, the granddaddy of them all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you send us some down, mate, and I'll cook them. <laughs> right, on that note, I think it's time to uh, to put this to bed and put it in the ground and never speak of it again. <laughs> Um, yeah. Again, not not a bad episode, just an odd not episode. What we're used to. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you go to the you go to the local or you can eat buffet and it's all there is is like squid or something. You know, this is a bit weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, odd odd episode done with. Not not without entertaining chunks, but we'll uh, can, can, can it be good again next week, please? Because I, I like it when it's good. Yeah, totally agree. So join us next week to find out if this is just a. Weird Twilight Zone lip, or whether this is the new direction for Dynamite that's going to shock and appall us. Uh, as always, everyone stay safe, enjoy wrestling, and we will see you all very soon. Bye. 
So the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans were wrestling. At first, the Pacific were win- was winning, but then the Atlantic started to gain the upper hand. You could see the tides have turned. 